Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Hello, I'm Jonathan Moles, and you're listening to Startup Stories, a 10-part series where founders tell their stories about creating and building businesses from idea to exit. This episode is about what sets you apart from the crowd. Growth. What does it take to become a fast-growing company? And how do you cope with all the elements of achieving this growth? Funding Circle, with their online marketplace for corporate debt, has made a fortune out of enabling you and I to become both lenders to companies in need of cash as well as borrowers if we have a business idea that needs funding. Its three founders were university friends who quit their graduate jobs in 2010 to set up their company in a basement room with a handful of people. By focusing on the corporate market, Funding Circle tapped into a wellspring of pent-up demand by business owners frustrated at the poor service operated by conventional lenders. I arrived at the spacious reception area of the London headquarters of Funding Circle to be confronted by two ping-pong and one pool table. There I met one of the three friends who co-founded the business, Andrew Mullinger. Just moved into our new office about a couple of months ago. So we're currently about 230, I think, 240 in the UK, having been five people when we launched about five years ago. We also have offices in the United States and have about 140 people there. And we've just acquired a company called Zencap, which is now part of a funding circle family. I think they've got about 70, 75 people in Germany and Spain and the Netherlands. Did you expect to be here? Is this, in a sense, beyond your wildest dreams or is there a sense of uh, you'd love to achieve more? Without sounding too bold, I'm not sure if I expected it to happen, but I um, certainly thought it could happen and, and it was part of our plan to grow and become a sort of substantial business and we've still got a long way to go to get to where our ambitions lie. What would you say is the big issues for you? I think the important part with like a startup company like we are and is that when you first start and the requirements from the business are quite different as when you get to a certain size and scale. So I kind of think of it when you get to about 50 or 60 people, how things start to change. For me, there are sort of three key points. You know, when you first start, you have to really move super fast and do everything very, very quickly. And although you have a long-term strategy, balancing the long and the short term is actually a very complex and difficult thing. If you just focus on your short term, then long-term projects and long-term plans never materialise. But if you don't take care of the short term, then you'll never survive. And I think that balance changes as you get bigger and you kind of move to longer term investment, but don't want to leave behind the attitude and approach that you had when you were doing things fast. The other area is how people change. So when you first start, everyone sort of turns up and you have a personal relationship with everyone who's part of Funding Circle. As that changes and we get bigger and bigger, and I do have personal relationships with many of the people who work here still, but the proposition that Funding Circle has for the people that work for it, the people that kind of contribute, is different. And I think a big part of it also is that actually 
as we move along and get bigger, some of those people will grow naturally with the company. And sometimes a company grows faster than the person, and sometimes the person grows faster than the company. And I think as a business, you have to make very difficult decisions and have to have very honest, open conversations with uh, the people who perhaps took over a whole department because they were the only one working on it, or maybe there was two people working on it. And as we get bigger, the demands are more, and you have to ask them to either do less or have less depth of impact or contribute in a different way. And I think those conversations can be difficult, and it's you have a loyalty there with your original employees, the people who kind of got you to where you are today, but you equally have got to make the best decisions for the business to take to where you want to be tomorrow. That sounds very difficult. Is it about encouraging them maybe that they might see careers going elsewhere in other companies? Or For us, funnily, we've been very lucky. That's very rarely that we've actually... We've always been able to have, I think, the, the conversation with people and said, look, you know, we're getting bigger now. So let's say you ran a whole department, but now we also have the US and, and new countries. Um, I think it's just having an open, honest conversation. And one of our values at Funding Circle is being open. And I think that's stood us in very good stead in terms of having those conversations with different people. So for us, we've been able to do that. And I think partly it's because we've hired the right people in who've been able to grow the business. Inevitably, some people will go off and do different things. And some of those people you want to keep and other people, it's just the right time. But I think this is something that most people touch on and, and I think if you see in the sort of media people say you've got to you know, hire and fire fast and all this kind of stuff and I think I'm perhaps a bit more compassionate about it which is I think it's just about having honest dialogue about people's skills, what they want to achieve and how quickly they can achieve it and how that fits with the overall plan and scope for the business. I see, so it's communication is key to this growth element but maybe also it's about thinking when you're hiring people really thinking about hiring the right people who can grow within this fast-growing business. Yeah. And you've also got investors. Sure. Presumably, when you're thinking about the long-term picture, they're also thinking about the very short-term picture of getting a few years a good return. I think you talk about the equity investors as opposed to, yeah. You know, we worked very hard and we're very lucky to be able to kind of be able to choose the investors that we worked with. So they're very supportive of our long-term plans and what we're trying to achieve. I think where we've been able to trade off with them in, is being able to explain what we plan to do and delivering that consistently quarter by quarter, year by year. And that buys you a level of authority to say, well, actually, look, we've got these plans, we want to do this. And then equally having very open conversations about what their ambitions are and what they need to do. So we've always been able to have that conversation and frankly picked investors that have the same vision as we did in terms of what we're planning to do and how long that will take. How do you find those kind of investors? Well, I think there's a lot of good investors out there at the moment. And frankly, we make sure that those investors mirror in terms of expertise, what you're all about, right? So if you pick a bunch of investors who really don't understand your business fully, they may give you a better valuation on your company and more money or whatever, but in reality, they won't get it. And we've always picked the investor that actually we felt understood our business and, and cared about what we were doing. And I think perhaps there's, you know, with everything in life, there's an element of luck and who you meet and the opportunities that get presented to you. So I don't want to say we were some masterful planners as founders and you know I think we were given opportunities and we tried to take the right ones and no doubt we've made mistakes on on occasion. You've got to have a level of management and organisation here. Sure. That probably could be 
very different to sort of what people imagine of a startup buzz where you have a team and you're all in it yeah. together. How do you make that transition to introducing all those processes? And yeah, well, I, I think that's sort of, for me, the third difficulty because most entrepreneurs don't like too much structure, kind of want to be able to do whatever they want and get involved in different things and have authority and autonomy and much of that is really important when you first start and I think you know putting a control layer on or, or management layer and I don't although I use the terminology I quite dislike it I think it's really about as a team we need to be able to both know what each other's doing and then equally know that everything is covered off and we know what to do under certain circumstances and I think that's really about governance and control as a financial services business, perhaps even more important to be like that because, yes, we can move fast and break things, but we can break certain things, we can't break others. And I think there are certain elements and trust that we have to build in our company that means that we have to have that sort of governance and control. And then equally, just the number of different people we are here, we need to understand what everyone's role is and what they contribute and how they work together. Otherwise, you become inefficient because you end up everyone swimming against each other rather than kind of swimming in the same direction. Was it difficult for anyone in the team to sort of move on? Um, I think it, it constantly is difficult. It's a really weird thing growing your company. You have two things going on at the same time. It's so exciting and interesting because everything's getting bigger and, you know, different geographies and different people you're interacting with. Really great. And then the other thing is actually... There's only a certain amount of, for everybody, time that they can spend on any one thing. And so an interesting meeting in, in the US might be some time that you sat down with someone and worked through a problem in, in the UK. And, and so you're giving up things all the time. I like to think about it as sharing, and that's been our approach at Funding Circle. So when we've gone into the US, we shared that with the founder of a company that we acquired there. We've done the same with Zencap, and we're going to share that with the founders of that company. And I think... That's how we've gone about things. We've, we've tried to share our business with the people who work here or even other companies as we've kind of merged and, and created a bigger company. And that is difficult because you used to have full control over something and then suddenly you have to share that. And you have mixed emotions doing that. But net positive, by a long, long way, you just have to deal with it, I suppose. For the last 27 years, Cranfield School of Management has been helping ambitious founders to raise their game through their business growth and development programme. I caught the train up to their campus in the heart of England to get some tips from the man who oversees this course, Shai Vyakarnam. You've been helping a lot of people grow businesses for a long time. Yeah. You've got a lot of experience. What are the main reasons why owners fail to achieve that significant degree of growth? I think, firstly, they fail to address the needs of big markets. They get too parochial too quickly because UK is a strange kind of population size of 65 million or so, right? So it feels big enough, but it's actually not big enough. USA, they talk about being about 230 to 40 million, so three to four times the size. That is big enough to start to build momentum. But actually, the real markets are, you know, the now so-called mint countries, aren't they? The brick and so forth. Mm. 1.2 billion in India and, you know, 1 billion in China, etc., etc. If we're not thinking those big numbers, how do you actually scale? How do people gain this sort of mojo to really up their growth? They need the confidence and the capabilities, obviously, to grow. But then by coming into an ecosystem of other growing companies and being involved with other businesses... Maybe they can reset their ambition. It's like a reset button. Say, gosh, I can do a bit more than this. 
Having said that, economies need more companies which start wanting to solve bigger problems, and they want to go maybe global right from the very beginning, like the Airbnb story, where they just started by accident in a way, and then when they suddenly realize they've got onto something, now they're a, what is it, a 20-something billion dollar business. Airbnb are one of those Silicon Valley massive scale-ups. I suppose a lot of businesses will say we're not one of those companies. What is it that holds back that ambition, do you find? Well, I think one of them is a sense of competence. You know, I don't know what I don't know. And that can hold people back from trying to grow. The second piece is about understanding their personal circumstances. We heard from Glenn Collinson, who helped build Cambridge Silicon Radio, for example, Bluetooth to everybody. It's Mm. little known that they're the business behind it. 80-hour weeks for five years, almost nonstop. That takes commitment, but it also takes an understanding family and says, okay, let's all live the dream. You do your thing. Eventually, we'll all win. So personal circumstance for me is really important about the family and the the quality of the idea too. You know, is it an idea that's actually got distance behind it? And finally, the core purpose of the business, actually, whose problem are we really trying to solve and is that problem big enough? So it might be in order to gain that sort of Airbnb-style growth, you've got to maybe even rethink what you're actually doing. Yes, if you like, to pivot, uh, as the expression goes now in the tech world, you know, from one idea to maybe something else happens... There's a story around Cambridge with a company called Plastic Logic, which uh, absorbed millions of dollars of investment and even had a factory in Dresden because the German government provided some inputs to that. But now they've done a pivot in the Silicon Valley sense. Basically, they've got rid of all the manufacturing to the Russians and they're back to being a design company called Flex Enable. So you have to be willing to radically change your business. Back to Andrew Mellinger at Funding Circle on why he went for a fast growth model. For me, like business, the best businesses are focused on the people you're serving and the customers. We believe that businesses are misserved and underserved by the current financial services infrastructure. So we believe that if we grow our company, we'll serve them better. It'll be good for us, it'll be good for them, it'll be good for investors who lend to them through our platform. So whilst we think we can create value, we will continue to grow and, and be part of it and equally for Funding Circle to have that impact, because it's part of the financial services industry, it has to be very large to have a significant impact. I mean, we knew that when we were setting up, so we knew the opportunity was large and that we'd have to go through a long, a long road of growth to, to become something substantial. And we're still, you know, still early days on that. Next time, we'll be looking for the exit, hearing about the challenge of selling a business you've created. Until then, email any questions you may have about any of the problems raised in this series to me, jonathan.moles at ft.com Goodbye Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.